everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I'm your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I'm here, as always, with my friend and co-host, Vic Mattis. He is an editor at the Free Beacon and a co-host of the Sub Beacon, which you can find on Patreon, and you should subscribe so you can get the real dirty stuff, like the Tommy, the oh, Pam and Tommy bonus episode this week. Oh, my goodness. Have you have you been watching that? I have not watched uh, it. That like is it, my, know, it, it, is, it is my... That's my coming of age era. That's it, it that's where it I am. Well, well you know what's the, the best part is the uh, the references, the '90s references. So you know, like for example, the reminder that before uh, Tommy Lee of Motley Crue ended up marrying Pamela Anderson, that he was with uh, Heather Locklear. Oh, that's we right. Forget about yes, that. Yes. And then and then on the other side of things with Pamela Anderson, that she had once dated Scott Baio. That's oh, some good stuff. Nice. <laughs> but there's a great scene where the um, uh, they're trying to, you know, the detective, Anthony Pelicano, of course, mm-hmm. who's the detective in L.A., trying to figure out who stole Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson's safe that happened to contain guns, right. money, and, of course, the videotape. It's the jackpot. The That's jackpot. the trifecta right and there. And he says, you know, um, you know, like, who has a motive? Like, who who has a motive? Uh, do you, does anyone have a beef with you? And Pamela Anderson says, well, uh, no, no one. And then he turns to Tommy Lee, what about you? Anyone have a beef with you? He's like, let's see. Uh, and, it, and he just goes through the list of, you know, he goes through the list of like, you know, the lead singer of Poison. Right. You know, and, and, and Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Thank you very the, much. That's the first name. Thank you. It's the first name he mentions. Brett Michaels, Gene Simmons, Axl Rose. <laughs> I mean, the list is long and it's just like all my enemies. You know, it's just fantastic. Amazing. Yes. So check that out. Thank you very much for bringing that up. How are you, Mary Catherine? And did you enjoy the Super Bowl? I'm good. I, yeah. While we're on the subject of the 90s, how, oh, yes. we've, how did we feel about oh, the, the halftime oh, show? Well, let me ask. I, I want to know how you feel because, you know, I like the music. I was distracted at the time we were at my brother-in-law's place and I was talking, so I didn't really get into it. Kate really loved it. That was really, you know, Mary J. Blige, to which my uh, mother-in-law said, Mary K. Who? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then, of course, Eminem and and my mother-in-law explaining to my father-in-law that no, it's E M I N, so M N F. So see, this is good because this makes me feel young instead of old. Because there's a there's a viral tweet going around. Oh yes, that there basically is. says when you found out who was doing the halftime show this year, which was Dr. Dre, Eminem. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. uh, who am Snoop. I missing? And Snoop. With a cameo from 50 Cent. Uh, he was right. not mentioned right. was before mentioned. this no, event. No, 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 no. So when you looked at that and I had the same thought, I was like, oh, yeah, finally. We get, we get, a, we get a show for the youngs. Yeah, for the youngs. And then you realize, oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Those are the olds now. Yeah. I mean, Snoop, So what was the joke? The joke was you said that the, the, there was a thing that was going around. Oh, that, oh yeah. <laughs> just that just that we all people of my age bracket mm-hmm. thought, oh, finally, oh, yes. they're not serving the olds anymore. And then you wait 10 seconds and you realize, oh, we're my, the, it's not the Rolling oh, Stones. Got, it's, I, uh, it, this is our Rolling Stones. This is, it, this is this is that's right. And uh, worse, uh, my friend George Katari sent me this text uh, that's been going around to it, which says, if you're looking forward to this halftime show, it's time to schedule your colonoscopy. <laughs> yes. And, so. you know, Snoop has – Snoop's still got it, right? Oh, he's sure. got the, He's got an amazing tracksuit on in L.A. Rams colors, and he's uh, he's smoking a blunt before he gets out on the on the stage. But he does have gray in his braids. It's a, it's a moment, right? <laughs> it's a moment. It's when a you, gut When check. you realize that, that, is, that that's happening. But I loved it. I thought – You loved it. I yeah. think they didn't try to do too much. I think when you try to make it so gigantic, which is a little bit what The weekend suffered mm-hmm. from, when you try to make it uh-huh. so gigantic mm-hmm. instead of just being good at what you do, yes. 
then it, the the stagecraft sort of over overdoes it, and then and then right. like who cares about the music at that point? Right. It's all dubbed anyway. Right. <laughs> so I liked. It seemed like they were really performing. It seemed like they were really enjoying themselves, and yes. it was an interesting setup with the house party kind of vibe, but not too much. What's really funny is, of course. Here in this office at the Beacon with all the 20-somethings there, you know, they're, they're making fun of us. You know, I'm hanging out with, like, uh, for example, uh, this morning I, I got a cup of coffee at this, you know, the, the Starnut Cafe where my father-in-law goes and some of his friends. And they're like, oh, all these, you know, what, you know, this halftime show with all the, you know, this music the kids listen to these right. days, you know. <laughs> it's and not. It's the, no. it's the music the 40-somethings listen That's to. That's right. We're, and the reason is, of course, uh, we're the target demo. Yes. It was, I felt, I felt served. I felt seen. <laughs> I, by all the advertisements, yeah. all the nostalgia yeah. was yeah. for me. Yeah. I was telling my dad uh, that, who, they, they were sort of distracted during the halftime to- yes. the show, but did not object to it. I was telling my dad that for my generation, so they, they have the sort of, they can always say we had the best rock and roll, right? That, we had mm-hmm. the, the iconic, the Beatles, mm-hmm. Motown, mm-hmm. the Rolling Stones. We can, my generation will always say, and we will be telling children forever, Listen to us. In my day, the rappers (laughs) were the best rappers, the iconic rappers. And so this is Mm -hmm. our moment. Mm -hmm. This is our moment. That's right. (laughs) It still had, there was still music to it, you know, and the words rhymed. Yes. It's a a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. So I enjoyed that very much. Um, However, getting home to watch the Super Bowl was an odyssey. I, as you know from our show, was in New York City. In New York City. And then we flew from New York City to Colorado. For another event. I did not know that. Yes. With a baby. I was in a middle seat. It's fine. With baby on you. (laughs) Yes. She actually, I was not in the middle seat that time. My husband took the, took the, took one for the team on that one. I was in the window seat. She was not great on the flight out there. It's a bad time of evening for her. It was like she 6 p.m. She was awake or she cried? Crying, loud, but, not, but not a lot. I mean, it's a okay. newborn cry. Nobody's really that mad at a newborn uh-huh. cry. Yeah. She's an irrational being. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's yeah, not right. that loud. That's right. The three-year-old, that's the issue. Yes. <laughs> I felt a little a little bad, but I. it's mm-hmm. fine. We got through it, and she finally fell asleep. And she didn't do that thing that children sometimes do, which is they fi- fall asleep four minutes before you're landing, and you're like, thank you. Thanks. Oh right, that's, that all. That's great. It's, it's the motion that makes every, everybody falls asleep when the plane is going at the center. I got, yeah, I so. got an hour or two yeah. of rest, but that's a yeah. four-hour flight with the baby. And then we were at uh, the Broadmoor for a, for a gathering where I oh, where I spoke. My. So you gosh. can't hate on that. And is this I, like the the Western Conservative Summit thing? What is it? It was a uh, it was a it's called the Leadership Program of the Rockies, and oh, I, I've been my. there a couple times. At the over Broadmoor, the years. of course. At the Broadmoor, cannot complain about that. No, then it fancy. snowed at the Broadmoor. Oh, it's like and you're stuck in The Shining. I mean, yeah. I wasn't gonna. I was gonna say more sorry, like a Hallmark movie. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, because they are different worlds. The Coloradans yeah. were like, were like, we're sorry about the weather. And I was like, no, no, no. This is legit magical yes. it's fine um so we had a great time and we agreed uh let's let's pass on valentine's day because we've gotten this little Just, getaway that is better than any at, valentine's i mean I know of. The, and valentine's oh, day is kind sake. of a hassle but anyway on the way back we go to uh to the airport mm-hmm. and we're there early because i'm married to steve so <laughs> no it, i like the way he rolls yeah no if it were me there's no rushing i hate that I, well, that's that's what I've learned. It's actually kind of pleasant not to rush. Yes. I had no idea my no. entire life. So I get there, <laughs> and I've been to the Denver airport because one of my best friends lives in Denver. I've been to the Denver, Denver airport many, many times over the years, 
often hung over trying to catch a yes. <laughs> flight at the last minute because my 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 best friend is uh, is six feet tall and we're at altitude and I try to drink and keep up with her, which is a mistake. It was a mistake even in my twenties. Oh, so now I've yeah. chilled out. No, we don't we don't That's do right. that anymore. We're old now. We don't yeah. do we list, we're we're the target demo for the halftime show. We don't do that anymore. So I've been to the Denver airport a lot. We get there. I have never seen the security line like this in my entire life. It is backed up with Disney lines back and forth to the baggage claim. Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, dear. Let's just prepare for the fact that we're not going to make this. And I had the baby and I. Yeah. Another thing. When you're you're traveling with children, practice. Practice. You got to do the drill. You got to do the drill where you collapse the stroller and throw it on the thing and hold the baby at the same time. Or else you're gonna look like a fool when you get up there. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty practiced, but it's been a while, right? Plus, this is a new stroller. New stroller comes with oh, new challenges. Yes, I was gonna say you really need to know exactly so how sh- everything works. I should have drilled a little, yeah. a little better. It's getting close. I'm like, I, we're, we're not it's gonna make time. this. They yanked my bag to check the formula. And then the and oh it's like gosh. the clock is ticking. It's a nine forty five flight, and I'm looking at it like it's like nine twenty nine. Yeah, like, no, the boarding is begun. This is not happening. Boarding, the boarding, boarding has begun. There's my bag is just sitting there waiting to be TSA'd, oh. and I'm like, what? They finally pull it. They check it. I'm like, well, we're probably out of luck, but I'm gonna give it the I'm gonna give it my best. So I <laughs> I ride the train two stops, of course. Which and then airport? I, remind me now, which airport are we in? Denver. Denver. This is Denver. And then I emerge, and you know that thing where you just hope, like, train. I hope that my gate is the first one from the intersection, right? right? right That's what right, we were always right, 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 when you walk out. Yeah. You, don't, you don't remember which way it's numbered. I'm, I'm B10. No, mine was not first. No, 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 no. It was, I jump out at, like, B43. Oh, And I have to run to B10. Goodness. It was 9.31 when I got on the train. 9.35 is the cutoff for closing mm-hmm. the doors. I made it. Oh. I made it. I sprinted with that baby in a stroller, and people were like, she is a psycho, but I made it. Where was Steve already in his seat in the plane? Yeah. Or was he- <laughs> yeah. There, but I made it. There's nothing more nerve-wracking and stress-inducing than worrying about missing a flight because then it just throws everything off and you don't want to be that way. And the only time that that's happened, well, it's happened to be a few times, but only time lately is the connecting flight because you have no control. Oh, yeah. no, so no. I always try to avoid it if possible. Oh, I love that thing where they, running. you know that thing where they, tell, they tell everybody uh, to stay seated if they don't have a connecting flight until oh, really? connect- <laughs> that, <laughs> that has never happened in the history yeah. of mankind. Has anyone ever let the connecting flight it, people it, off first? It turns out everybody has a connecting yeah, flight. Yeah, they all yes, have to one. To their car. <laughs> to their car. So, no, that, that's very true. I appreciate it. And sometimes they don't mention it. And then it's just it's just an ulcer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I was going so fast, I strapped the baby into the stroller. I Good. was like, we're not going to take any risks here. Good for you. You know, once they close the door. And also, I, rem- that's I, I realized, like, you can really... Uh, overestimate your fitness level <laughs> when you're running in the airport i was like i'm gonna be i'm i'm gonna be great at this i've been training for a month or so and uh, i sprinted down that first hallway and was like oh, we gotta we, we gotta go. step the pace back a little bit here but how about the feeling when you finally sink into your seat on the plane oh my gosh yeah. the poor guy next to me oh. because i had been running i'm coughing and i'm like it's not a sick cough it's just, <laughs> i'm just tired <laughs> with my mask oh i'm running with a mask on by the way Oh, yeah, of course, airport. Which airplane, I know children in LA everything. are good at, but I. Yeah. No. <laughs> turns no. out I'm not. We're not resilient. So. Oh, but I made it. I made it. 
Oh, that's what happened. That's what happened. What, did you guys do anything for Valentine's Day? No. Call you out. I no, called him out. No, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, we, I, I, we've done takeout in the past from our favorite Thai restaurant, and uh, it was. It turned out it was closed. And like they're all they, the whole restaurant left for like a wedding, and so I I, I then love was in the air, just yes. not for you guys. No, I yeah. called an audible, and then I brought back Vietnamese, which we, she wasn't big on. And the thing is, earlier in the day, as Alex tell you, we all had Popeyes fried chicken at the office. So the fried chicken plus the Vietnamese food this morning was like the Tet Offensive. <laughs> just gonna leave it at that. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I don't have a transition because you know who's not doing well. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> you know who's not feeling well? President Joe Biden's approval numbers. Yeah. Vic. Yeah. Uh, this isn't even, we don't even have to spend a lot of time on this because it's very simple. They're very, very bad. <laughs> there are only four states in a, in a recent poll. Library. This is a civics. Civics poll in which uh, he's not underwater. So underwater, of course, means more disapproval than approved. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are four states. Mm-hmm. Were they Vermont, Hawaii? What are the crazy states? Maryland Mar- and oh, Maryland. Massachusetts. And yeah, Maryland. Maryland's a little bit of an outlier there. That's really weird because not even Delaware. Yeah. He has Ooh. a higher disapproval than approval rating in Delaware. Yeah, the seven of eight people there are not happy with him. <laughs> California Sorry, and New York. That's really surprising. Yeah. I mean, I think it's because this is it's, – it's rather obvious – Mm-hmm. Uh, that this isn't going great uh, to the point that Dave, David Axelrod ah. has once again written in a pretty high profile op-ed. Uh, he's of course a former Obama mm-hmm. advisor, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, you gotta. This is not. This is not good. You gotta level with people about how bad this is." So he's writing about Joe Biden and saying, "This uh, was in the New York Times, yeah. Mr. President. It's time for a little humility." Proceed with caution. Talk about the things you and Congress have done to help meet the challenges Americans are facing, for sure. Lay out goals for the future. Absolutely. Offer realistic hope for better days ahead. We desperately need it. But recognize that we are all still in the grips of national trauma. Polls show the vast majority of Americans believe we are on the wrong track, and people will have little patience for lavish claims of progress that defy their lived experiences. So you're not going to you're not no. going to make this sunshine. If you look unicorns. at the gas prices, you look at the prices at the supermarket, all those things are con- those are things that are in people's minds yes. more than anything else. And David Axelrod, of course, no right winger. No. <laughs> he he checks uh, name checks suicide, drug overdose deaths, violence in mm-hmm. our homes and on the streets mm-hmm. have grown dramatically. Mm-hmm. Frustration with with masks, mandates and shifting rules have deepened our political divides. Uh, Distrust. Wage increases have been eaten up by inflation. The State of the Union is stressed to claim otherwise Ooh, good to, line. Hi- to highlight the progress we have made without fully acknowledging the hard road we have traveled and the distance we need to go would seem off-key and out of touch. That happens to be his specialty. Yeah. Uh, so we will probably see that. Does he ever take blame for anything, the president? Will he? Should he? As a strategy? I mean, Do you I think th- his advisor will say, I think don't, Axel, don't Axelrod say is often... Right. Axelrod is often correct mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to strategy. I disagree with him on many things, but mm-hmm. no, I mean I, Biden. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that if mm. he took this advice, I think uh. that would be wise. Mm. But even if you're more humble about the situation, that doesn't change the situation. That's right. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I think for those who are looking to Congress to pass new mm-hmm. things to suddenly change. A, I don't think that that's the way you change any of this uh, because it would arguably mm-hmm. make inflation work if something like Build Back Better suddenly happened. Right. Um, B, you just don't have the votes for it, especially yeah. in an election year. So I'm not sure how you 
climb out of this aside from being like, ooh, this is rough, huh? We're on a rough ride here. It is funny. I saw somebody counter regarding this poll, downplaying those numbers and results by saying that this is a civics poll. It was only available for people who have internet access. <laughs> you know, how many how many people are that? Is that really not that many people have Look, that? So. I, if it were a if it were a giant outlier, I wouldn't bring it up on the show. But it's not a giant no, outlier because the numbers are not great the, in general. The more the, the the bigger question will be, of course, because it's still February twenty twenty two. So you know, once we get to the fall, okay, yeah, he'll drag the Democrats down. But really, what's going to happen in twenty twenty four? So you know, I'm let's revisit this in October twenty twenty four. Then time We've, to panic. That, okay. That's what we're that's, that's until when we're then, yeah, that's when he's going to start to panic. I think it's <laughs> he's October. just going to wait yeah, it yeah, out no, until then. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, you know, of course, Republicans in order to win have to be not crazy. So yeah, you know, that's always an open. This question is always as you know well. between now and November. This is like the the golden time for them because they get to point out all the horrible things that are happening, and it's because the other the other party has right. complete control of government. Right. I don't know if they have a plan. Well, no, right now, this is the best time for them because all they have to do is say yeah. this is wrong. And once you get control, you have to, like, oh, do things. have an answer. How are you bringing down those gas prices? Yes, so. yes. Well, then they can blame the president. And then at 1024, <laughs> uh, wherever, November 24, then they can. Yeah. Or you could try what they're trying in Canada. Oh, hey. Which is just martial law to deal with protests. Yes, yes. Oh, baby. It is um, – I, I, look, there are times when I'm, I'm – my disposition is to try to be chill. Like – I don't want to panic over everything. I think one of the problems with media is that they hit 11 on the scale of 1 to 10 for everything. everything. And during the Trump administration, that made it extremely hard for people to figure out what was actually a big deal and what was not. Yeah. And often, the media was wrong about what was a big mm-hmm. deal and That's what right. was not. And so I want to be careful about that. But this um, this Canada story is uh, crazy. So there... Let me let me go through. Yeah. Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, is invoking what's called the Emergencies Act. It used to be called the War Measures Act. It has been invoked only three times in Canadian history during the two world wars and in 1970 by Trudeau's father, late Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, after militant Quebec separatists kidnapped a British diplomat and a provincial cabinet minister. Right now, they are using this to... Essentially, stop the protests yeah. that are happening against vaccine mandates, against all the COVID restrictions in Canada. Now, do I think it's worth taking action against something like a blockade on the border where you're getting a lot of economic mm-hmm. damage from this? And it is sure. slightly more than civil disobedience, probably into an illegal act and you need somebody right. to come and help you. But this is not just that. That blockade broke up the other day. And now this on will, the ambassador right, bridge. And this yeah. will be applied to. Uh, Ottawan protesters, people yes. who have come to Ottawa and are sitting out. By the way, very Canadian. I saw somebody in a hot tub in the middle. In the- they had a blow-up hot tub <laughs> in the middle of the four-degree yeah. Canadian winter yeah. in Ottawa. So now these powers will be applied to those folks. Yes. Now, For this specific protest. Yes. And what I find sort of amazing is that the the stated goal is to end the protests Mm -hmm. it is not to deal surgically with illegal Mm -hmm. actions it Mm -hmm. is to end this uprising and i think to my mind it's very uh exaggerated the the extent to which this is dangerous or causing huge problems now i know 
America and Canada are different. Canada, a very sure. polite nation. They're not they're not used to this yeah. level yeah. of noise. I think in in public protest, we have more tolerance for that, as illustrated by I don't know, like the oh. the occupation of our city parks yeah. by Occupy for yeah. about a year at That's one right. point. That's right. Um, here we are three weeks into this, and it's like, well, we need to get extra police power and, and and possibly the military. Now, he's saying they're going to go light on the military. Just a sprinkling yeah. of military. <laughs> Martial law light. <laughs> um, but one of the announcements came from the finance minister. Yes, the deputy prime minister. Who says that one of the new rules is that they can just take money from accounts that they suspect are used to fund the truckers. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Our banks and financial institutions are already obligated to report to the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Centre of Canada, or FinTrack. As of today, all crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use must register with FinTrack and they must report large and suspicious transactions to FinTrack. This will help mitigate the risk that these platforms receive illicit funds, increase the quality and quantity of intelligence received by FinTrack, and make more information available to support investigations by law enforcement into these illegal blockades. This is without a court order. This is without due process. Now, the Emergencies Act only works for seven days unless there is a parliamentary vote in favor of it. It is unclear to me whether that goes through. I don't know the the specifics of this and couldn't find the specifics of that. But, uh, they have seven days, and then if they approve it, it's only 30 days, and then they have to redo the mm-hmm. Emergencies Act. However, they are allowed to act in pretty much every any way they want to for these first seven days, yes. which seems problematic to me. I would I would love to see the question time now uh, in the uh, uh, in in the uh, House of Commons in Canada in in, in Ottawa uh, because we saw how upset people were, including on his side of the aisle. And how much more now that he's invoking these powers, what will they have to say and is enough enough? But one of the things is about this invoking the power to seize funds or to prevent people from giving money. They're basically equating this trucker rally to a terrorist organization. So you can't, for example, you couldn't, you know, here you cannot use GoFundMe to give money to terrorists. You can't give donate, you know, to Hamas or whoever. And it was like with the Holy Family Foundation back in the day. And they're preventing that. The truckers are now that. Which seems unfair to me. Slightly. Seems unfair to me. And by, and by the way, I would apply the same standard mm-hmm. uh, to Black Lives Matter and to the, sure. the really, no. truly yeah. violent sometimes incidents over this, the summer of 2020 if in many American Trump, cities. You know, the, if, if people if, told me yeah. the federal government is going to keep people from giving donations yeah. to those folks, yeah. even, the ones, even the ones that were jailed and needed That's bail right. money, mm-hmm. if people told me they were going to shut down right. those things, I would not agree with that decision. If there's one thing we like to do on this podcast, it's the what about, right? So, <laughs> but no, no seriously, well, no, though, what but about I, it? Come but on. I anticipate people's yeah. uh, criticism yeah. in that way. And I, I'm actually always careful to say, sometimes to conservative groups who don't love, I said this week uh, when I was speaking, mm. 
you cannot invalidate every concern yeah. of an of a protest because there are bad mm-hmm. elements within the protest. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that and when you're really heavy handed, I wasn't sure that I was uh, on the Tom Cotton train for bringing the troops in in 2020. Like we needed we needed order. But to be really heavy handed about it mm-hmm. makes it, uh, I think, escalates the problem. To an extent, an extent. However, in this country, you couldn't even have an op-ed about bringing no. the troops in. Much no. <laughs> the op-ed made you feel unmakes. Yeah, the New York, New York Times was like, we can't even unsafe. discuss this. No, um, no. But here we are, and I do. I want to play a little clip from uh, from Canadian TV, and this is a this is an expert on the Emergencies Act. He's a he's a professor, think Good. tank type. Yes, um, talking about this, and this is just sort of the tone mm-hmm. that again. Different from America. I, I know that Canada has fewer protections for, for free speech than we do. It's not culturally or legally the That's same right. in Canada as it is here. But I, this just, just listen. Beginning of serious enforcement of, um, of, of fines and ticketing and, the, and, the, and this, the end to the free movement, frankly, and this is the most important thing, the end to the free movement of uh, protesters in Ottawa. I mean, you see trucks and cars traveling around in Ottawa, flying their so-called patriotic flags without, inter- without hindrance. This is going to end. The protesters are going to be put under siege and they're going to be isolated. And this will be a first step to clearing them out. And I think at the end of the day, the government will go slowly on this because they need parliamentary approval within seven days. But in the end, I think the federal government is going to have to call in the military to help the civil authorities uh, in this protest. That's Wesley Wark. He's senior fellow, Center for International Governance Innovation. And throughout the interview, his default is that this should not be happening at all. Mm-hmm. And we must prevent it from happening. As you, as you might notice, and this is why I tend to think the, the, the painting of these people as terrorists or as some sort of giant threat is unfair, is that he's, he's somebody who's inclined to think they're terrible. And the things he cites here is that they are driving around unimpeded and flying flags. That, to me, That's does danger. not seem yeah. like the moment that you bring in the military. That's right. And I actually just pray that all of this is done with something of a light touch or else things it could will go be, very badly. I think. But, my, my, I, but I do wonder if this means is, – is the Freedom Convoy coming to an end? Is it coming to an end now one way or another? And, of course, what do the truckers do then next? I mean because I can't imagine they're just going to finally submit. It seems unlikely. Right. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association um, says the federal government has not met the threshold necessary to invoke the Emergencies mm-hmm. Act. This law creates a high and clear standard for good reason. The act allows government to bypass ordinary democratic processes. This standard has not been met. The Emergencies Act can only be invoked when a situation, quote, seriously threatens the ability of the government of Canada to preserve the sovereignty, security, and territorial integrity of Canada, and when the situation, quote, cannot be effectively dealt with. Under another law of Canada. Now, the the folks who are pro Emergencies Act say, well, all of the the normal freedoms are protected, and mm-hmm. you can appeal if the government violates them during this mm-hmm. seven to thirty day stretch. But that's that's a lot. <laughs> and 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 what about the again another what about the media coverage of this? Yeah. So well, you know again, you don't hear much about it. I just I just would really I just would really like in free countries for us mm-hmm. to have a certain amount of latitude for protest, for civil disobedience, and yes, some illegal parties to that protest. Yeah. While we do not 
just crap on the entire movement of the yeah. people who have concerns. And That's that right. includes people with whom I disagree. I know. Right. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But here we are. So that, that's uh. what's happening there. Other other places in the world, uh, France is, is doing its vaccine mandate and apparently tightening it this week. Denmark has taken away all restrictions. And Twitter is big mad about that because yeah. their infections are up and they're removing restrictions at the same time. There was an interesting thread from a, from a Dane who wrote about their sort of civic philosophy on this, which is the opposite of ours, which is, hey, look, we got really high vaccination. Serious disease has been decoupled from infections. So our infections are high, but serious disease is not. The hospitals are doing okay. And what we have realized is that restrictions are really a tax on, on public trust. And if you put them in and don't remove them flexibly when things are better, mm-hmm. then people will get mad at you, which is what is happening here in America. I'm going to say, please restrict us. <laughs> here in America, there has been no flexibility in major cities as things go up or down. It's usually just, well, we're, do- we're going to do this with as heavy a hand as possible. We're not going to shoot straight with you. And we're going we're gonna to do it until the end of time, unless someone makes us do otherwise. Well, the time has come when we are doing otherwise. And it has come to Washington, D.C. Shockingly. This one, I, I actually am surprised by this. Mm-hmm. This is uh, in Washington, D.C., Mayor Muriel Bowser announced that the vaccine mandate, which was put in place on January 15th, will become not a thing as of February 15th. Which is almost worse than just going through with it because now you just messed with people for a month. You That's just right. messed with people. That's right. So the uh, there, there are two things going on here, right? I mean, there's the... Uh, the requirement to show your Vax ID status yes. indoors, and that comes to an end today. Oh, is it today? February fifteenth. Yeah. February fifteenth. And then the other one is the requirement for masks indoors, and that will come to an end. Yeah, and uh, you'll, at the end of the month, you'll right? never guess where it won't come to an end. In Let's the <laughs> in the in the what is it? Ah, oh, the schools. I thought you were going to say where all the uh, grown-ups are no, hanging out no, at no, bars. No, no. I thought you were going to say the bars, the, the no, stadiums. The grown-ups can mm. slobber on each other at oh, will oh, in the bars, yeah. but the children. <laughs> no. But by the way, a freedom I support at all times. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but the children, the children mm. cannot learn to read without masks no, on. That's that's correct because that's where it's deadliest. By the way, <laughs> and among the deadliest demographic. By the way, the uh, the the folks. Uh, the folks in D.C. aren't actually super excited about this, many of them being very pro-restriction. Yes. A, th- a quote from the Washington City paper from uh, Sam Peters, general manager of Shaw Wine Bar La Hambe. It's exhausting and stupid that she's doing this, <laughs> which I, I would encourage him to look at all government actions in this In, in that same way. But this is the same thing that, you know, I, w- I was thinking the same thing, which is, okay, everyone's getting excited. Oh, my goodness, they're lifting the VAX requirement. It still doesn't stop any business or restaurant from right. wanting to have as many strictures as they yes. individually yes. want. So you could still walk into a place. There's a restaurant in this very building in Arlington County, you know, where you have you to show your VAC status. By the way, in I, order I to... did this for the first time in New York City. I went to went to the bar. Did we talked about that? I went to the I bar know, and showed I, my I, thing. I, I let you like, feel dirty. for. I did it, was, it. I felt it's terrible. It was strange. It was like papers. And please, I just thought, you know. like, why, why make this poor guy do this? Yeah. Oh, that too. You know, I mean, and if he doesn't, you know, you can send an inspector and you can get fined, much like the, um, you know, the big board in D.C. Yes, which, by the way, where do they go to get their liquor license back and all their money? Yeah. No, I mean, here's the thing, because what, just last week or whenever it was, 
they were told, you know. Well, you see, it was very dangerous. Yes, within. that's exactly right. No, they were a threat. They're allowing people. It's a threat. It's fine now, but a few days ago, very deadly. Yeah, it's, it's just absolutely stupid. Our friend Kristen Solsis Anderson, who is a pollster uh, and and follows these things, she she cautions against uh, our thesis that hmm. that the that a bunch of blue voters are suddenly anti-restriction. She's like, this is not why things are moving. In fact, it's more of a sort of overall COVID exhaustion. And a lot of folks who were restrictionists thinking, I don't really actually think we're going to beat this thing anymore. But I I have encouraged that thinking from the beginning. Yes. That's right. Endemicity. (laughs) From the beginning, I was like, we're not going to beat this thing, guys. Just get strap in. You're going to get the thing. What I want to know is... But a lot of people are coming around to that view. Yes. And obviously not other people, as you mentioned earlier. There is a good chunk of people who genuinely feel betrayed by their liberal democratic governments that they're deciding to become a bunch of crazy right-wingers by doing this and you're going to kill everybody and and, and, and it'll never end. And what I want to know is how big is that group right now in terms of within the... Within... On the left assuming it's on the left, how many of those people are genuinely upset that the that that mandates are being lifted? Well if you if you look at Twitter replies, which is what too yes. many <laughs> too many gover- no, it too it's what too many governing authorities do, <laughs> yes. uh, you will find that this is basically everyone thinks they're going to die the second that this is yeah. that this is uh, lifted. Right. But the, I don't think that is the majority of folks. I think they I think and this is Kristen mm-hmm. Kristen notes this too that polling has consistently shown that vaccine mandates are among the least popular of mm-hmm. various public policy mandates. Mm-hmm. Masking feels much less intrusive than showing your card and, yes. and or being required to yeah. get a shot. Yeah. And that it does feel to me like once we went to vaccine mandates a bunch of people went mm, wait too what far. Are, what are we doing here? Yeah. Even though they're in too favor far. of mm-hmm. vaccines for the most part. I know I know we're not supposed to believe there can be a, a line between people who are pro vaccine Right. But anti-mandate, that's a real thing. That's a real position you can hold and that many people hold. Yeah, that's right. And what I want to know is also, what was the impact in this last, you know, month? So I understand what they're doing. It's not a sudden lifting. They're just going to let it expire, these laws, right, in the city. They're letting these rules Which, by the way, I'm already suspicious of. Really? In two two weeks, this is going to be gone? Right. And the cases, though, and I understand cases are plummeting, and and they're saying that's the reason. But what I want to know is, what was the impact? on restaurants yes. in this last month and how bad what how much of a difference did it make that people were like well if i go in there i have to show my vac status well, I or know, i can't go i know i made different decisions i talked to somebody who does events the other day who upon hearing this was very excited because mm-hmm. her company is used to doing events in the city yeah. and it became untenable to do that yeah. once they announced this vaccine mandate by the way it was just you only had to show one shot for the first month and then they were going to up it to two shots you had to show which, by the way, adds to the problem because people are always suspicious that you're going to go to three yeah. or four. That's right. Right? You're never, you're never sure. You're never sure what they're going to throw at you. But a slim majority, by the way, 50%, 51% of independents say they'd support uh, mask mandates still. Oof. And a whopping 85% of Democrats say they support it too. But I would imagine that, like, the Super Bowl crowd was about 85% Democrats oh, hey, in L.A. Oh, how about that? And I, I didn't. I didn't notice a lot of masking, Vic. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. So, you know, the you know, NBC of course, they want they love to show off all the celebrities, right? So you can start you can you can stargaze. Yes. You know, and, and say, Oh, all the famous people who are at the Super Bowl. But what was the effect of that really? 
<laughs> well, I, you'd think they would have. This is how you know the, the shamelessness is sort of off the mm-hmm. charts. Mm-hmm. You think they would have made a change after they got all that bad press from uh, the playoff game in L.A. Yes. Now, L.A. is a county where uh, at mega events, even outdoors, which means 5,000 plus, even outdoors, you must mask. That's the rule. Uh, children must mask in school and outdoors. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people who were telling me it's NBD because they're yeah. outdoors. Yes, I agree with you on the science, but yeah. that is not the rule. That's not the rule. I thought uh, Gavin Newsom had lifted it after the NFC uh, championship uh, fiasco. No, it's a, it's, I think it's lifting the big... in the next couple of days. It's oh. like two days after the Super Bowl because yeah. it was very dangerous during the Super Bowl, yeah. but now it's not yeah. as dangerous. Yeah. So you're not really seeing this. I mean, I guess they're going to show it on Fox, but I assume they're not showing it on mainstream. The the to that effect of maskless yeah. celebrities. I think it's well. I think it's sort of inescapable if you're online. You're going yeah. to see these pictures. It was Eric Garcetti, mayor of L.A., holding his breath again. He was seemed, that, that you're going to say? Alex? That's what I was going to say. Sorry. He seemed to be having a conversation, not not holding his breath again. I don't want to be a buzzkill to Snoop mm. or anyone else no. in that stadium. I would like them. To be able yeah. to go maskless at an outdoor event, mm-hmm. largely outdoor, a lot of them were in suites, but you know what I'm saying, at an outdoor event yeah. and enjoy themselves because here's the thing, they're all maskless because they don't actually believe That's they're right. in danger. That's right. They and know they're, that they're mostly fine. right. Yeah. With few exceptions, they are correct unless it's- you have a bunch of comorbidities and you're really packed into a suite, I guess, but still not it is That's not, right. you shouldn't assume you're in grave danger if you go to an outdoor event. Right. The outrage is not, hey, wear a mask, you're not, so mask up, but rather we want to also be like you. Yes. Please. <laughs> also, so. you mask policed me for two years. Yeah. So, That's right. So That's maybe right. maybe That's get right. it together. But no. It's magically gone. Yeah. They did not. It, it, the shamelessness actually is quite surprising, even yeah. at this point. It was, it was very, very obvious. Um, and the thing that, that we don't understand, Vic, that they are richer and more important than we are. <laughs> and that is why the virus cannot infect them. No, that's right. They're, they're, they're immune to it. Uh, again, you point out in the schools. Okay, so it's being lifted. Everybody can go out except in schools. And the question really is why? Yeah. Why? Um, teachers? No, so I think the teachers, I, I think somebody said it out loud in LA that the teachers unions are the reason that they're not going to do it. They're going to keep working on it. They want to move toward this, but the teachers' unions have said that they will not have it. Were there, any teach- were there any teachers at the Super Bowl, I wonder? Any, te- any teachers' unions heads? <laughs> Actually, it would be the, it would be the teachers' unions' be a, uh, yeah. executives who have yeah. the money to go that's to the right. Super Bowl. That's right, that's right. Um, but no, uh, they're going to they're gonna be in discussions with Randy Weingarten, yeah. and we'll see what we can get, I think, is, is the answer. Again... Children are the least at risk population, vaccinated or not. They are less at risk than vaccinated adults mm-hmm. of all ages. And yet we treat them as if they are the most problematic population we have. It's just not true. And I also think there's probably a genuine fear now among a lot of you know kids about taking off the mask, even though they're allowed to, they don't want to. And it's, it's part of it, I think, is also shame and bullying. Yes, I do. Yeah, where did all the anti-bullying campaigns yeah, no, go? Because no, it's, it's been turned on its in, head. In schools, in schools where they're allowing uh, mask optional, you, you you see tales and you see yeah. videos of of situations where mm-hmm. uh, even administration and teachers right. are are yeah, they're the ones actually being doing it. Not nice yeah. uh, to these kids. And I I do think look there there will be a different pace in different places mm-hmm. about how people unmask. But yeah. we should not. Uh, there was a, a 
a poll that came out this week that showed a, a majority of parents of school aged children, something like 54%, were in favor of school mask mandates. Mm-hmm. I am happy to be on the minority side of that issue. Yeah. I Because I think that the truth of the matter is mm-hmm. important and we should not indulge in the idea that this is super helpful when it is not. Have your kids been able to inspire other classmates? <laughs> With their raised go, fists. Yes, no, to go, um, to go unmasked. Uh, I, I think it's spreading. It's the, spreading. The freedom, the freedom is spreading. That's, pretty, that's good. That's good. No, but I, I'm glad. It's hard to be the first one. And yes, but I think it's important that we talk about this in a way that actually does address the science. And mm. now people seem more and more willing to, to do that. Mm. The, I, to me, the idea that a cloth mask on a five-year-old was effective yeah. from the beginning of this mm-hmm. seemed suspect. If you, gave, if you gave me a population of teenagers where it's more, slightly more infectious mm-hmm. and more problematic mm-hmm. for them, and they can actually ma- wear masks, I'm willing to listen yeah. to that a little bit more mm-hmm. than two through five. Two through five, yeah. that snotty that snotty little handkerchief is not helping. No, it's a lot of about it's a lot about control and compliance because you know from what I hear uh, during lunchtime is not a fun time. You know it, you have to eat in silence. Yeah, you can't talk. And then if you're you know in between taking bites, you got to put keep the mask on. Yeah, and by the this way, is, I, it's, it's I know that we should, we should just call it the mask weekly. Uh, I know. <laughs> what are we but, What are we going to talk? You know, but, we talk about people who don't want the COVID. I <laughs> like, what I are know, we going to sure. talk about? We're going to We're going to lose our content. <laughs> but here, there, there, there are a lot ratings. of people. There are a lot of people who yeah. who poo poo the mask and say it's not that big a deal for kids. Uh, my kids are fine with it. Fine. Your kids might be fine with Good it. Good for them. If it is so universally easy mm-hmm. and effective to wear masks, mm-hmm. why was no one doing it at the Super Bowl? What, it wouldn't yeah. It wouldn't affect your enjoyment of the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. would it? Would Excuse it? Me. Surely not. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were handed in 95s, I'm sure, at taxpayer expense as they went into the stadium. And how quickly did they check the VAC status of? Well, I was. I, I don't know how, how that works. There, a lot they were, of people to look at. By the way, half of Hollywood is not vaccinated, and we all know it. <laughs> we all know it. But that's an, another another uh-huh. moment of shamelessness. Mm-hmm. The Oscars will not require a vaccine passport mm-hmm. because a bunch of those rich hippies are mm-hmm. not vaccinated. That's right. That's right. If they <laughs> if they if they were skeptical about the other vaccines, the you know that yeah. you know they're not going to get this one. Oh my god! The readers of Goop. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The readers of Google. They're special, they their, special <clears throat> candles. Yeah, they get their, they get their information Exploding there. candles. <sighs> By the way, congratulations to Matt Stafford, University of Georgia Bulldog, oh my on goodness. his Super Bowl win. I'm wearing a Detroit Lions shirt today because... He, oh, that's where he <laughs> was a QB? He, he was, he was uh, mm-hmm. imprisoned in Detroit for, for many years as the QB yeah. there. That was when he was uh, in, his, in his sprightly years. Yeah, the, pre, the pregame uh, show making it really painful for Lions fans. He left Detroit a year ago. Uh, and now has a Super Bowl ring. It only took one season. And uh, the pregame was like, you know, every franchise dreams of a Super Bowl caliber uh, mm-hmm. quarterback. But this one has always been a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. He just wasn't with a Super Bowl yeah, caliber yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's amazing uh, how certain teams will, you know, land the quarterback and then turn it around in a couple of years. And then suddenly they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then win. Uh, the Redskins did this with Rex Grossman. Uh, that oh, did yes. not work out. Yeah, although I don't think he did when he made it. He made it yeah, to the Super made Bowl. It. Yes, I have a dim memory of this. This happens a lot. I believe you mean the in Washington. Commanders. The Commanders. The Commanders had. We're, we're going to airbrush that historically. Yeah, sorry. Let's, just like the yeah, picture with, like, uh, with Stalin. We're just going to take the Redskins out. Get rid of um, what did you drink during the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, good question. I wasn't expecting to drink 
at all because I had been drinking on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and it was rough. It <laughs> same, was rough. It was same rough. dude, same. <laughs> <laughs> so I took off on Saturday and said, that's it. I, you know, we're going out to my brother-in-law, Bill Dwyer's out in Winchester. And then I'm, I'm just going to have water. And then after I'll, I'll just have a little bit of, of the, uh, bourbon. A little bourbon. Michter's. Yeah. Which, Michter's, I give bourbon. I give that as a gift. I never get it for myself. And I'm always, so, so whenever I see it, <laughs> places, people who I gift it to, I'm always drinking their bourbon. Uh, and I had that. And that was great. A little Four Roses as well. What about you? I actually truly had nothing during the Super Bowl. I had water. You really didn't. I was so. If so I was home, look, I wouldn't drink if with I was a, home. With a, with a baby on a plane yeah. going to super oh. dry Colorado mm. is like the trifecta mm-hmm. of dehydration. Mm-hmm. And when I got home, I was just like, I just need water. I yeah. just need only water. Yeah. I don't need anything okay. fighting against me. Yeah. And so I, I did that. However, in a in a better in a better physical state, what I would have like? had like maybe a Moscow mule. Oh, hey, how about that? Yeah. Speaking of which, do what do you think about a Moscow mule? You like those? Uh, I prefer what's called okay. So a Moscow mule. Uh, a little background and why we're talking about this. But the Moscow Mule, was, uh, it's uh, ginger beer mm-hmm. and vodka, crushed ice, and a squeeze of lime. It was invented in 1941 Delicious. at the Cock and Bull Pub in Los Angeles on the Sunset Strip when John Hubline of Smirnoff, the company from Connecticut, is not really Russian, but he came there and he was talking to uh, the owner of the Cock and Bull and the owner, Jack Morgan, was complaining about. I read this in a book about vodka, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Like, you can get that on know, Amazon.com. It's called vodka. Why, I don't know why I know this. And uh, and he had all these extra cases of ginger beer, didn't know what to do with them. And he was like, well, why don't we try to mix it with the vodka? Boom, the Moscow Mule was born and it was a big celeb, a hit in Hollywood okay. and among actors because you could drink it and go back on the set and supposedly then they can't smell it on your breath. I personally, you were asking about That's me. That's why I like it too. I personally, <laughs> I personally, you can't even tell now. I, I personally like what's called the Mamie Taylor, which is switch out the vodka with a light scotch like Dewar's. So nothing okay. fancy. Yeah. Dewar's, ginger beer lime. It's amazing. Oh, that sounds nice. Yes. There's also a, they call it a Kentucky mule, which is bourbon lime. Oh, yes, of course. With, and crushed ice. It's, I enjoy it's, that as well. And they traditionally come in a copper mug. Yes, of right. course. It's class since the beginning. Since its birth in the 1940s, it was a copper mug, but apparently well, a problem. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, health warning, here's your misinformation, your health misinformation. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I'm reading a, a story about a study <laughs> that mo- Moscow mules can be dangerous for you because the copper leaches into the drink. Over time. Yes, over time. Let me, let me tell you how dangerous. <laughs> This is. Let's hear it. Um, it takes something like 30 minutes mm. for your Moscow mule to gain the amount of copper that would be dangerous for you. So after 27 minutes, the amount of copper leaching into the cup exceeds the 1.3 parts per million of copper that the Environmental Protection Agency sets as a safe level for drinking water. Apparently, the ginger beer is the driver of this. Yes. And, you know, it's a strong thing. It's a funny thing. Ginger beers, I'm not the biggest. I'm like, I've never had ginger beer, like, on its own. Like, It's oh, a gonna, lot of flavor. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of flavor. I can yeah. see if I'm on a, on a cruise ship and I'm worried about getting seasick, I guess I'll have the ginger beer. But <laughs> the leaching thing is, this is like, this is like, uh, as if this is like the BPA. Yeah. You know, no, the, you- <laughs> with the milk, the milk bottles, the, with the plastic leaching. It's not. Here's, here's, here's the real stakes. The real stakes, Vic. Acute copper toxicity is very unlikely drinking Moscow mm. mules. For that, you would need to drink 
30 Moscow mules in a 24-hour period. Mm, it's doable. Challenge accepted. <laughs> That's right. Throw down the gauntlet. <laughs> so I, the conclusion is don't worry about it. That's right, because uh, here's the other thing. Uh, their solution is the stainless steel on the inside, copper. Right. A lot of copper mugs are that way now. Yes. So if you're thinking about getting them, uh, just make sure it, there, you can easily find them. And I've been uh, to places where I've had them, and you look in the inside, it's not copper. Yeah. You know, it's it's stainless steel. And drink as many as you want. Well, I love the copper mug, and I'm going to keep doing it because I, I laugh in the face of danger. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I have a clarification, by the way. Okay. Uh, from a listener, and I apologize because I lo- I couldn't find him on Twitter anymore, his comment. I don't know what happened to it, so I apologize to him. But a listener to the show uh, was commenting on uh, our last segment from uh, a week ago on uh, the Adidas boobs ad. Ah. Yes, and I made the joke about, you know, uh, it stood for all day, dream about Sports. Right, right. And backwards, by the way, sports all day is definitely all right. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? And he says, no, of course not. It is actually named after the inventor, Adi Dassler. Um, Adi Das. But I should have explained that. That's what uh, Adidas w- stood for, for seventh grade boys. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that. During my Dr. Dre years, that's yeah. what we oh, called Adidas. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or when I was in college. Okay. <laughs> that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Please tell your friends. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter and at MK Hammer Time on Instagram and Substack. Find us all the places. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. Thank you.